are fix this shit rich i'm one of your hosts gary grant and hey mark dempsey here in the uk again hey mark we're gonna get rolling with the 2022 nfl season the first game that the cowboys are going to be playing is against the tampa bay buccaneers that game is going to be in dallas last year the the cowboys opened the season in tampa bay uh so this is sort of a home and home give me your thoughts how do you feel about the matchups their offense our defense our defense their offense maybe some special teams thrown in there and then tell me what you think is going to happen in the game sure well quite famously just in the last few weeks tampa bay has been quite hit on its offensive line ryan jensen probably the biggest injury concern that they've got he's gone to ir i think likely missing the entire season which can't help you never want to lose your center uh too early so that may be we were looking for reasons to maybe believe in our ability to stop Tom Brady and his offense. That maybe is a is an issue for them. However, they have some pretty big threats on offense. As strong as our front three cornerbacks are, we are up against some pretty strong wide receivers and tight end threats. Uh, Mike Evans being a very obvious one. I am very worried about Mike Evans, even if you're putting Trayvon Diggs on him. There's no doubt at all that that Mike Evans is going to win his fair share of uh, of, of contested catches there. Uh, he's awfully, awfully good at run after the kind of yards after the catch as well. So we're likely doubling up Mike Evans, which leaves them open in terms of their tight end and uh, kind of wide receiver two and three. So they, they have threats. Tom Brady, it, it's it's just a cliche, but just doesn't really make mistakes, can punish you in so many different ways. I like the chance for us to get after the quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure yet how strongly we're going to use Micah Parsons in an edge rushing role as a rushing the passer role, as opposed to a Mike linebacker. Uh, But our bringing in of Anthony Barr allows us really to push Micah Parsons up in more of an attack mode without worrying too much about the depth and quality in linebacker for us. And then first time I've been able to say this in a very long time, if it comes down to us needing to use our safeties aggressively or defensively, our safety depth is better than I can I can remember in a very long time. However, we play J. Ron Curse. Hooker and Wilson, I suppose, are probably the starting strong and free safety. J. Ron Curse is going to kind of alternate between linebacker and, and safety. If we need to be in a standard kind of four defensive back or a nickel or a dime package, I really like our depth there. So... Not too worried on defense. Do I think without Michael Gallup, without Tyron Smith, we've got enough to really do damage on offense at the start of the year? I'm not sure. Obviously, at at the time of recording, we think Jason Peters is coming. I hope I don't see Conor McGovern playing left guard. I'll say this. If I think Conor McGovern is playing left guard, I think think we're in some trouble already. Um, If Tyler Smith is making his first ever start in the NFL, at left tackle, I think we're in some trouble, despite how good he's clearly going to be in the future. For me, two strong teams, two teams that were in the playoffs last year. We lost against Tampa Bay in a fairly close one, in an impressively close one, you might even say, at the start of the season last year. 
I think many of us, I certainly did, came away from week one last year thinking, wow, we look stronger than I had expected. That was closer than expected. Did it come down to a missed field goal? Was It, it was 31-29, and I thought the Bucks kicked the last field goal. They kicked to win, right? Yeah, they so, kicked to win. Zerline was three of five. He missed two field goals, and we lost by two points. Yeah, yeah. So they kicked to win, but we certainly had our chances to put it out of reach earlier in the game. So we all came away from that positive. Look, I'll, I'll be clear. I think we lose this game. If we win this game, I'll be genuinely impressed. So we've spoken on another podcast. We both have the Cowboys going 11-6. and six. I have this one chalked down as an absolute definite loss. If this is a close loss, sure, okay. We can probably take some more positives away from that. It, it will feel a little bit worse than it did last year. We're at home this year. Maybe, maybe the front office hasn't set us up for as much success as we were hoping for in terms of free agency acquisitions in terms of uh, bringing in some players to really help the depth here. So look, I, I have this down for a loss. I do have our defense being, let's say, as strong as last year, generally throughout the year. I think Dan Quinn with an extra year under his belt, some strong draft acquisitions, couple of nice free agency pieces, albeit not huge investments, but Anthony Barr, Dante Fowler, bringing back a few of our key pieces. Plus Dan Quinn clearly has this defense believing in him. I think we can restrict the Bucks. The point is, I think they can restrict us worse. Bucks win 24-20. All right. So I look at this game and I think back to last year. I'll start off with we couldn't run the ball against them last year. So if we can't run the ball against them this year, it won't surprise me. Zeke started off the season actually very well last year. The offensive line did well enough for Zeke to be a good running back early in the season. However, in this particular game, the very first game, Zeke was 11 carries for 33 yards. Tony Pollard was three for 14. Dak was four for 13. That's it. Dak, on the other hand, threw 58 passes. He had 403 yards passing, three touchdowns and one pick. A large amount of that damage was done by Lamb and Schultz, but Cooper was the leading receiver with 139 yards. You're not going to have Cooper and you're not going to have Gallup, but you will have Lamb, you will have Schultz, you will have Pollard who had four catches. You have the ability, I think, on offense to attack them in certain ways. I don't know that running with a mediocre offensive line at Vita Vea is the way to get it done, but that wasn't the way to get it done last year either. And they didn't even really try because they weren't very good at it because frankly, Vita Vea and some of those guys that were along that defensive line last year, Sue was still there. Devin yeah. White at linebacker. That's a that's a good defensive team. That's how they won the Super Bowl the year before. And they've gotten a little weaker there. Sue's gone. They replaced him with Akeem Hicks, who's good against the run. They've got some, I, I think they're still okay at, on defense, but I think you can throw the ball, which is what we did last year. However, their offense, not the same offense. First of all, one of the guys that was a big pain in our side last year was Rob Gronkowski, eight catches for 90 yards and two touchdowns. But Antonio Brown had five for 121. There is no Antonio Brown. There is no Rob Gronkowski. Leonard Fournette had nine carries for 32 yards against last year's defense. This defense is better than that. It's better up the middle. It's better at defensive tackle. It's better at linebacker. Micah Parsons alone is better than he was in game one last year. But he's going to be even better considering LVE is better. They've added Anthony Barr. I, the safeties, 
the safety play alone last year when we started this game, Kazee was still starting. Neil was still starting. Those yeah, guys aren't right. on this team anymore, and we are significantly better at those positions than we were in that game. So it was 31-29 last year. Uh, if you want to beat Tom Brady, and that doesn't happen often for anybody ever anywhere, if you want to beat Tom Brady, you got to get to it. Yeah. You're not going to beat him by playing coverage because he'll kill you. He'll slice you apart. You got to go get him. And the teams that have beaten him have gone and gotten him, especially right up the middle. They'll, they'll go, they get right into his face and they get there fast. This team has the ability to do that flat out. The Cowboys have the ability to do that. I don't know if they're going to beat this Tampa Bay team, but they can. And this is a one thing that you said that I had a problem with. And that was that absolutely there's no way we beat Tampa. This defense gives you the ability to beat anybody because they could shut them out. We might win this game three, nothing. I don't know that, you know, they scored 31 last year and they kind of struggled to do it. They had 21 in the first half. They only had 10 in the second half. And the last three of those came at the last minute. And I feel like this defense was still learning Quinn's scheme. They had inferior players on the field. And I think at this point, this defense probably has the ability to get that stop. And last year they didn't, especially in game one. So we'll see. I think the game is going to be lower scoring than last year because I think both of these teams are going to have to lean on their defense a little bit with both offensive lines hurting. I'll tell you what I'll do just to not jinx it. I'll say (laughs) Tampa wins this game. Tampa wins this game 2017. 2017. Okay. We're pretty close. I'll say uh, on games that are close, and I agree with you, there's reasons to believe in what you've just said. On games that are close, I'm generally going to give the edge away from our head coaching. Our, our head coach. And I know Todd Bowles, you could say, is not necessarily uh, proven, but he has been handpicked by Bruce Arians to go in and take over that team. Uh, on games where I think it could go either way, and you're right, there's reasons to believe here. I am yet to see Mike McCarthy just go in and dominate with head coaching decisions in the same way that we've seen head coaches around the league for decades turn a loss into a win because of a masterstroke, because of some a quarter's worth of super aggressive play. I don't believe he's going to do that. And in games where I think it's going to be close, I'm going to give the edge to the opposition until I see reason to uh, until I see reason to change my mind there. Along those lines, just real quick as a counterpoint, I believe I've heard that same cliche, what you just said, three different ways. And two of them are in our favor, I think. Well, one of them is marginally. So first of all, in close games, give me the better head coach. Um, I think that that's pretty close to a draw because I don't think either one of them have proven anything really. Yes, Todd Bowles was the handpicked successor, and I actually do like him quite a bit. I just don't know that he is a chess master yet. Hmm. McCarthy has won a Super Bowl. So can he? Yes. Willie, Willie, in this scenario, does he stop listening to the voices above him and do things that he thinks are right in order to win games? Maybe. I don't know. That's the one that's kind of iffy and kind of wishy-washy. And then the other is the, or the other two, the other one is in our favor and one is not. I love Dak Prescott, but I mean, you can't go against Tom Brady and in close games, give me the better quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the year, last year, Dak went down, we take the lead. They go down, they get the lead, and they win the game. 
at the you left the ball in Brady's hands. Brady won, went and won the game. The last thing is in tight games, give me the defense. And I think we have the better defense. So it's real tough, man. I there's so many different ways that I could go with that. Those three, though, it's kind of like uh in a tight game, give me the, the coach. I think that's a coin flip. In tight games, give me the quarterback. That's probably Brady, but it could be a coin flip because I believe in Dak. Yeah, I do. And in tight games, give me the defense, and I think that's us. So we'll see. So did we have we both said it's within three or four points, right? So it, it's a one-score victory win by the Bucks yep. in a relatively low-scoring game is kind of where we've both landed. Yep. Agreed. Cool. Okay, let's see. Well, it's going to be uh, whatever happens, win, lose, or tie, it's going to be a slightly more painful one for me than for you. It's a 1.15 a.m. start over here on Monday morning. Let's see where that goes. Hopefully, uh, I can put my head on the pillow at 5 a.m. UK time on Monday morning and uh, and have sweet dreams. If it makes you feel any better, if we lose this game, you and I will be going to bed. You'll be going to bed at about 5 a.m. I'll probably fall asleep around 5 a.m. So <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's well said. Well said. All right. What we're going to do coming up is we're going to, Mark and I are going to meet and record uh, sometime in the middle of the week so that you're going to get a brief recap of the previous week's game and you're going to get a preview of the coming week's game that should drop probably on Thursday or Friday, the week before the game, unless the Cowboys play on Thursday, in which case I will absolutely get it out before the game comes comes on on Thursday, which means the day before Thanksgiving, I'll definitely be working. Uh, we'll get these things out to you. You'll have them as a recap and a preview before the week's game every week. Please stick with us. We're having fun with this, so I don't want to have to stop because nobody listens. Mark, how can they reach you if they want to talk to you? At MKD1973. All right. And you can reach me at travel underscore cowboy on Twitter. And you can reach the show at fix it rich on Twitter. And thanks for listening. And we'll see you. There are many men in this room at the conclusion of last year that said to yourself, maybe you even shared it openly, that next year will be different. Next year is here. The time is now. All of the running, all of the weights, all of the hitting, all of that was for this moment. The time is now. And don't anyone in this room underestimate this moment. When I walked in, there was 100,000 people out in the stadium. You got every reporter, every TV crew, Everywhere. They set this game, national TV. And when things like that go on, that brings about pressure. Big moments, they bring about pressure. And pressure does one or two things to people. For the good, for the good, it makes them fold. But for us the great, it makes us focus. So when you walk out here and you see these 100,000 people and they'll be yelling at you, don't worry, you focus. When you go out on this field and everybody's running around and things aren't going your way and it will happen because it happens in every game and it has happened to everybody, that's all right, you focus. But when you turn that thing around and it's going your way and you got to that point where you need to put a team away, there's pressure. But you focus and you get it done right here in this locker room. 
right out on that field. Each man has to make a promise. One to another, I will get my job done. In all my years of winning championships, the one common thread that was woven through each of those teams was a promise made, one man to another, I will get my job done. Can you guys promise that to each other? Can you go out here and get your job done? Because that day, we walked out on this field and we made history. And today, you get to write your history. And don't you let any man get in the way of you writing your history.